This is the White Law PLLC Tellgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIL and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Wright Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian White. I am Lansing and Classic Rock 94.9 WMMQ East Lansing Town Square Media Stations. This is the White Law PLLC Telgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker 1240 WJIM Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ and Special Game Day Edition of the Game 7:30 AM. Today's broadcast is brought to you by White Law PLLC Shaheen Chevrolet Price Right Auto and RV Blue Moon Belgian White. Now, let's talk to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell, from the Price Right Auto and RV Studios. Welcome in, White Law PLLC Tailgate Show on 1240 WJIM, Lansing's Big Talker, and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, live from the Price Right RV Studio, and also brought to you by Blue Moon Belgian White, Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. MSU Healthcare Sports Medicine, Doubting Industries, Shoepan and Sons Recycling Industrial Services, Gravity Smokehouse, and MSU Federal Credit Union. I'm Beanie. You can hear me weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. My show's name is Offensive Minded on the game 7.30 a.m. I'm joined by the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout. He's heard daily 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the game 7.30 a.m. Stout on Sports. And behind the glass, doing the Lord's work, keeping us on there and keeping you updated on traffic and weather. It's Brock Palmbush, also heard daily from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Stout on Sports here on the game 7.30 a.m. Fellas, how you doing today? And... Uh, Second straight noon kick, last game of the season at Spartan Stadium, senior day, general thoughts, and you want to set the scene a little? When's the last time we had a home football game where snow was an issue? When's the last time that Last happened? year against Penn State. Oh, yeah, right? I forgot about That's that. Correct. The snow globe game. That's correct. And that was worse probably than what it's going to be oh, yeah. today by far. Uh, and you had to have hardy fans in Spartan Stadium for that one. You're going to need hardy fans in Spartan Stadium today, but they are. That's why they call them Spartans, because they're hail and hearty. I'll set the over-under at 30,000 butts in the seat. I'll go over that. You think so? Yeah, really? I do too. Yeah, I'll go yeah. over 30,000. I agree. Uh, by, so, by the end of the game, maybe not so much, but uh, we were talking about this yesterday, and I got it to 45,000. But that's mm. at wherever the height of the crowd's going sure. to be, because it won't be at noon, because you were a student once, somewhat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know that you, don't, you, you, well, don't, you actually, don't get to noon games at noon if you're a student. I always got to noon games well, well were, ahead of time. Well, you have responsibility that's right and to uh, play that fight song i mean and the band would be what practicing right now correct uh already done right I th- oh not quite done not starts quite at done. seven or seven thirty in the morning like that because every time we did the tailgate show on campus you know they were over there rehearsing yes. and it didn't matter what the weather was correct. they were over there rehearsing it's and in the good weather, there'd be several hundred people over there sitting in the grandstand watching them play and mm-hmm. getting a free band show pretty strong. But now, asking those kids to get up at dawn like they do, and 300 of them to be on time and go through all that, I'm amazed at the discipline they, they do that, especially with everything else they've got going on during the week with class. Good for you. I assume that you didn't violate. No, I was never late. If you were late for a band practice, is the punishment somewhat similar to being late for a football practice? Well, that varies by team and by coach. So I would guess it varies by band, but I never did it. 
I was never late. So I guess I don't really know. Um, and I don't think it was ever really delineated. But here's the thing. Like, the culture of the Spartan marching band is is one of such, like, storied history. And I'm not even kidding. Like, the tradition is so strong, you don't have to worry about it. People take it so seriously well, that it wasn't an issue. That's why the band has a reputation it has. Right. But I would think whenever you're dealing with 330, 40, whatever the number is, there's always one straggler or something like that. I mean, even the football team has a third yeah, of that. It has to happen. I can't remember it happening, but that doesn't mean it didn't. I don't remember someone ever having to, like, miss I mean, would the, the band be out Friday night of home games partying and no. carousing, or did they say, no, i got to get up early tomorrow, I'm not doing that? So it's not like there's any specific rule or curfew if you're caught doing something, you're in trouble, but it's more like a you owe it to the person next to you. And what uh, instrument did you play? Trombone. Do you still play? it today uh loosely you, you ought to bring that in here and serenade us yeah well, you know what it's funny you bring that up tim because at some point during this program this is becoming a a, a tradition here on the tailgate show unlike any other <clears throat> not quite like that not like not quite like augusta georgia but uh tim since you are you were born in bloomington indiana and about four or five years ago, for the first time, you actually sang the Indiana Fight song. Well, I'd had two tailgate warm-up shots, uh-huh. and the Indiana fans that were here were running their mouth by us. And I was in a good mood. Perlis was there. And Perlis, is, he was easily impressed. You could impress him. <laughs> and uh, George said, uh, I don't know. They, so I'm giving him back. And I, I don't know. I don't remember how it completely started. I said, I bet I know more about Bloomington than you guys do, Just, just being... You know, just giving him some cheap shot. Yeah. One thing led to another, and I and oh, and the one guy bet me. I told him, I said, "I'll bet." Do you know your own fight song? And he said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "I'll bet I know it, and you don't." And he said, "I'll bet you five dollars you don't." Well, that was those were fighting words, <laughs> and I may have even missed one lyric word, but it was impressive, and the guy paid me. Paid me the five bucks. He said that he had a great line, though. He says, our team is so bad, that's the only time I'll hear the fight song. <laughs> well, I'll bring my trombone in sometime, and but I'll I play know, it underneath. But, you know, when I was a kid, frankly, when there were only 10 schools, I basically knew the words to all 10 fight songs when there were 10 schools, because they're all good. Now, why is that? Why? Because you're I, into I, that I, stuff, right? I've been right? that, and yeah, I'm into that all stuff. that. You and like the pageantry I, of college football. I like who does the, who, the pageantry of college Duffy used to say the one thing that college football has that pros will never replicate are the band. And he's right. Yeah, because in the although there NFL, are two NFL marching bands, they're brutal. Baltimore they, and Washington. Do they? They have marching bands. Yes, and they're awful. Well, I mean, let's. I mean, the college bands. Stanford was a joke at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. that was a joke. Yes, uh, it's, but, but, that's the thing. Though. But but the big. But I always go by the Big Ten with ten. I mean, to me, though, the original ten Big Ten football schools all have ten great songs, and they. So have you're saying ten, Michigan State doesn't? No, I, the, the 10. Michigan State's one of the 10. Yeah, not the not, original 10. Well, who I replaced Chicago, the right? Ten in my, yeah, the 10 of my I, I'm teasing, you sorry, 10 but, in your youth. But, yeah. but, uh, but all of them, um, and all those bands seem to be pretty good, too. I used to fight with John Madden a bit. There were a couple of bands that he didn't. He never liked Notre Dame's band. I can explain why. And he, I know it's going to hurt your he feelings. Likes the, he likes the guy, Ken yeah. Dye, who's still there as mm-hmm. the director of the Notre Dame band. But he he gave me this long, endless song. And I said, hey, I said, John, I only go by the Notre Dame Victory Mart. That's all I got to play. But that's not the band. That's like the history of Notre That's the nostalgia factor and, you know, the lore of Notre Dame. What he's getting at is Notre Dame's band every year 
is the point is let's get as many kids as we can to come out for the band. Yeah, and they all get on the field at Michigan State. There's a set number. Yeah, no, and you have to audition to get in, and then once you know half pe- half the people who audition get in, and half get up. Get, they get turned down. They get cut. Okay. Now then, once you're in, you have to audition for a spot. You have to win a starting spot, for lack of a better term. Right. Every year that happens. If you go to YouTube and put up and ask Notre Dame marching band, it's amazing where it has performed. It's performed in Dublin, Ireland. It's performed all over the world. It's performed at Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's all those bowl games. It's been everywhere. And if you look at the YouTube of that band in Dublin, Ireland, before one of the Notre Dame games in August, it takes forever to get all those band members through those narrow streets parading, yeah. playing the Notre Dame Victory March. So, yes, that bothered him that there are so many. But Purdue's band has 500, if you include everybody from the big drum. So some schools just put everyone in. And those are usually the bands that aren't very good because there's not a standard or threshold for admission. Well, where he and I argue was I said, you know, to me it's the music, not necessarily the cadence and all that. Well, John's a lot more sophisticated than that. I don't know whether David Thornton, the current band director, who's very good, by the way, is exactly the same. He was uh, John was a mentor to him, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that what those kids have to do is very underrated, very underrated. There's a lot of work that goes oh, like, like yeah. today. It's there's going to be a halftime show. And it's, you know, and this year because of the the uh, financial issues that some of these schools have, Ohio State didn't even go on a road for this game. Although they were at Penn State, I heard that. Yeah, but you know, uh, I guess that's a long trip too, though, isn't it? Columbus to the mountains over uh, in Pennsylvania. I mean, they get in the however many buses it took to get them for over us, there. For us, when I was in the band, it took eight buses. Eight Dean Trailways buses. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, no, it's not cheap. Mm-mm. It's not cheap, even if you don't stay overnight. It's not cheap. Right. But I always felt, and of course, Brock's heard me great about this forever, and I've told men this. I said, if I ran a Big Ten, which I don't, the bands would perform far more at these games than what they do, especially if you are on the road. Because the road bands in the Big Ten, they give them no time. <laughs> the pregame's like two to three minutes. Right. Well, why did you even bring them over here? Um I think it's like six minutes. Well, it was when I was in school. I mean, when Notre Dame was here, they couldn't even play their full victory march. But the one exception they make, which, of course, is the what they do in football and everything else, is Ohio State because they let them come play script Ohio on the road. Well, that takes six minutes right there alone. Yeah. But it's worth it to see it, in well, my opinion. It's but cool. here's some inside cool. baseball for you. When Ohio State is on the road, you'll notice they do a different version of script Ohio. Yes, they do. For time's sake. Yeah. And they spell it like four different ways on the field. Yeah. That's to make it go faster. And also impressive. Then everyone in every corner of the stadium gets to what see What did it. you think of the Michigan marching band? Uh, well, their musician, musicianship is good, but not so great in technicality. That's something Madden would probably agree with me on. And then this is like one of the all-time, like most band hardcore types would agree with me on this. You know how in football, if a quarterback wears gloves, they're considered less of a man, right? You know what I mean? If a quarterback wears gloves in cold weather. I never thought about that, but, Look, what, it's but, a thing. but I'll go along with it's you. A, it's a thing. Like right. They think less of you. You're not as hardcore or you're not as serious. Um, the marching band equivalent is using music sh- sheet music on the field, and Michigan always does. Unconscionable. How do you not have your own damn fight song memorized by now? Like That's, that's ridiculous to me. Did you play at the Rose Bowl? Tim, I graduated in 2010. 
I was in your backyard from 2006 to 2009. So to answer that question, no. Yeah. Well, I didn't go I'm with only, it. The- I'm only four years. Well, did you go to any bowl games? Yes. My last three years. So I went to the Champ Sports Bowl. D'Antonio's first year, that was in Orlando. Well, that was good. When they lost but to Matt uh, Ryan in Boston College. Yeah, yep. And Jeff Jagosinski got himself fired because Boston College yes. told him, don't interview for an NFL job. So, or how you're many fired. nights were you down there? Four. So, they gave you four nights. Yes. Well, that's pretty good. Um, my second year, we were in Orlando again for Capital One Bowl, which is just a Citrus Bowl, and we lost to Matt Stafford in Georgia, right? Yep. And yep. then my senior year was Alamo Bowl against Texas Tech. Which one was, which is better, San Antonio? It's got to be Orlando. I love Florida, so I'm biased, but I'll tell you what, dude, San Antonio is fun. That's a kick ass town. Just don't fall in the river. Well, you have to have good weather. <laughs> oh, yeah, though. the river walk, yeah. You got to have good weather, though. My favorite story from San Antonio, 2009. Uh, so if you're of age, of course, you, you can go out and do things on your own time at night. There is a certain amount of time, there's just a certain curfew, and there's an expectation, hey, You've got a job here to do, and also you're representing the university. So every night, the elder ones who were of age, we would go out to the bars, you know, nothing crazy, but, you know, we were 21. What are you going to do? You're on a trip around New Year's Eve. So we found a place called, I think it was called La Iguana. (laughs) Uh, We found it on our first night there. We loved it. Awesome margaritas. We come back the second night, and we ordered the same thing, this, like, huge shareable vat of margarita and they're like oh sorry that's not available tonight and we're like what happened it was great last night and they said michigan state got here and ran us out of tequila good for them i was like well that tracks yeah did you play in the spartans will did you play in the (laughs) basketball band yes spartan brass which is basketball men's and women's and hockey did you get to the final four i went to two final fours did you go to san antonio no no the final fours i went to were detroit and Indianapolis, 9 and 10. Because Madden's best story of his 28 years at Michigan State, making it short, Brax heard this, they're at the final floor in San Antonio, and part of all of the festivities is that the four bands of the four schools in the final four put on a show on boats on the Riverwalk. Yes. So they're going down a Riverwalk, and there's thousands and thousands of people, and these four guys who were drunk show up, and they got Notre Dame shirts on, but Notre Dame is not in it, but they're there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the boats are backed up, waiting at one point, and the guy leans over to Madden from Notre Dame, says, I'll give you $500 to play the Notre Dame Victory March. And Madden says, are you serious? He says, yeah, I'm serious. The guy pulls out five $100 bills. So Madden tells it to the guy. There's, what, 35 to 50 people in the band for basketball. And they're uh, all in the same For tournament ball. trips. Yeah, for yeah. tournament trips. So he, he tells the band, he says, okay, guys, now remember we played this earlier when Notre Dame was in town, so we're going to play the Notre Dame So yep. they play it. And says, here, take your lousy 500 back. We're not going to charge you to play your fight song because you're never going to hear it down here in basketball again. It's a good story. And it got a million laughs. And they did play it. And those guys were incredibly impressed. He said they were incredibly impressed because they heard their own fight song. And it didn't cost them a dime. But he said the guy pulls out five $100 bill. But you know, when you're on those trips, man, money's no object. You get per diem from the school. Seriously. The, school, the athletic department does. And you know why they were impressed, those Notre Dame fans? Because Michigan State's band, even on a whim, without rehearsal, and just playing it from memory, is probably better playing the Victory March than Notre Dame's actual full-time band. Could. Could be, yeah. I mean, it's... uh... That's my professional opinion. Yeah.
But uh, just so you know, Tim, you are the stuff of legend in the Spartan Marching Band. People talk about your backyard like the Super Bowl. Well, we had, we've had 18 of them, and they've all been fun. I was at four. You know. I was at four of them. I, I think I just Will I ever get invited inside your house? Anytime you want. Anytime you want. Whoa. And, uh, I've officially made I, it. I've been inside the, his house one time. I, I mean, and you know, I, I mean, uh, well, we've enjoyed eighteen of those. I mean, they've raised a million and a half from the that's band. A, that's awesome. From a band alone, it raised a million well, and yeah, a half. That's then, a pretty good show. And then all the help for you know the kids and everything. That's yeah. pretty awesome. All right. Also, there's the Tim Stout version of the MSU fight song, a fan favorite. Which, by the way, I kind of agree with you on. There's no singing; it's just all playing. And he thinks I'm being funny on that because that's the wet I heard when I grew up. I I understand. Purdue screwed up the same thing. They have vocal in that too. I've had that argument. That's part before. of the band history, though. Everywhere. Well, this is a football tailgate show. We'll get to it eventually. Let's and, talk about the sports. The game. bands are yeah. part. The bands part. That's, why that's true. Tailgate, Pageantry. The band and tailgate. Those people on one field love to go over there and hear the band. Absolutely. That's why they go over there early. Absolutely. They get, to, they get another band show. You're right. And we're back in a couple. White Law PLC tailgate show. Another travel update from the 1240 WJIM Traffic Center. Next, the Mel Tucker Show is back for another season on Lansing's Big Talker 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Get up close and personal with the head coach of Michigan State football every Thursday night. Be there in person or just call in and ask the questions you want answered. The Mel Tucker Show on 1240 WJIM. Brought to you by Ameriprise Financial, Dark Bank, Doubting Industries Incorporated. Chupan and Sons Incorporated. Blue Moon Belgian White. The Mel Tucker Show. On 1240 WJIM. It's time for another game day travel update from the 1240 WJIM Traffic Center. Driven by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Trucks are out salting the highways and the uh, main roads right now. Traffic uh, not too uh, bad right now. Uh, there was a, a crash on 96 eastbound right around Portland for people coming in from the uh, west side of the state. But that has been cleared up. There's still that construction, 496 both directions between Martin Luther King Boulevard and now Cedar Street, although that's getting uh, closer uh, to uh, being finished. And also Grand River Avenue at Okemos Road, uh, that's still completely closed uh, for another week or two. Uh, take the posted detour in the area. As far as weather goes, there is a winter weather advisory until uh, tomorrow morning. Um, just some snow showers, only about inch, maybe two inches of accumulation, so not very much. Patchy blowing snow, so be careful when driving out there. Right now, it's 21 degrees, mostly cloudy and a bit hazy out there. Your travel update is brought to you by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. This is the White Law PLLC Tellgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Today's broadcast is brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Wright Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian White. Now, let's talk to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell, from the Price Wright Auto and RV Studios. Welcome back. White Law PLLC Tailgate Show, 1240 WJIM Lansing's Big Talker and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ coming to you live from the Price Right RV Studio and also brought to you by Blue Moon Belgian White, Dark Bank Mortgage, Joe Sambear. 
Ameriprise Financial Craig Styles, DBI We Do Office, High Caliber Carding and Entertainment, The Student Bookstore, The Nuthouse, and Gazelle Wealth Management. All right, boys, so uh, the 69th all-time meeting between Michigan State and Indiana in football is coming up here at noon, dating back to 1922. All-time series, for those interested, MSU leads 49-17 to with two ties. State won last year 20-15. to State has owned this thing, obviously, 15-4 and versus IU since 2000. I looked it up. Indiana has only won in East Lansing six times. MSU is 27-6-1 at Spartan Stadium against the Hoosiers all time. So uh, Indiana, by the way, has a chance to win consecutive games in this rivalry for the first time since 69. They won 67, 68, and 69. And Tim, explain this. All three of those games were in Spartan Stadium. Do you know why? I don't. I remember the games, though, because Johnny Pont was the coach at Indiana and got him to the Rose Bowl in 68. And the way he would coach, he would kneel down on the sideline with a cup of coffee and a styrofoam cup just like this the whole game. He always <laughs> had a cup of coffee. And uh, Butch Gonzo, John Eisenbarger, uh, those were the two stars on that Indiana team that won late here. Duffy's team wasn't very good in those days, but that one game, Indiana had to have it and barely got it, but got it to go to the Rose Bowl. I went to the Rose Bowl. I won a trip that year to the Rose Bowl. You won a trip? I won a trip. In as the, like a fan? As a, I was a student. Oh, okay. And the state news had a national contest. Tell Brock to go ahead and go jump in a lake. They had to pick 32 national games in a national contest. And the girl I was dating, I was sitting in my dormitory, and we were just getting ready to leave for the holiday. And she said, here, fill this out. It was in the state news. It was a national contest, and they were carrying it. You had to pick 32 games. I got every one of them right. I didn't even know I did that either. This is before the Dean curse be- went into effect. Apparently. True story. And this was, was a 67 season for the 68 Rose Bowl. And after the Sunday, I didn't even think about it. The Sunday afterward, I get a call from someone that says, you're the winner. You get two, four nights, everything, blah, 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 the whole deal. And I didn't. T- she was in California. She lived there. And she said, come on, see me for the Rose Bowl. Just a small talk. So I win the thing. I took my brother. We were out there, and we stayed at the Ambassador Hotel where five months later Robert Kennedy was shot and wow. killed. And we were in the Ambassador Ballroom on New Year's Eve for the best true story. And then, we, you know, it's the, the Rose Bowl, Indiana lost to Southern Cal and O.J. Simpson 14-3. to mm. You know, I almost forgot that until you brought that thing. That was a classic. I'm a student. I'm a sophomore. I filled that thing out. But that's an Indiana memory. I was at their last Rose Bowl. It sounds like the opening scene of your biopic film. Have you sold those rights yet? Who would play Tim Stout, Brock? I was Tom Hanks. He plays everyone. You know what? And so Tom Hanks could do it. And and it was an insurance company that, and they had a lot of different other contests. So there were like twenty of us that went to this thing. But I was the only one that won the football thing. But they took us all to the Rose Parade. You know, it was a big deal. I took my brother and I went to that. They were out there for four days. It was hey, I mean, what's to come? I mean, the whole thing. We stayed at the Ambassador Hotel. Was Indiana? I'm I'm being serious here now. Um, (laughs) I'll stop making jokes. To your original question, I don't. Why three straight games okay. were in Spartan Stadium? But Indiana was good at football back then. Yeah, and that, no, for for basically one year and average for two. Okay, you know, and then for, they really weren't for, any good until Bill Mallory got there. Well, the, the 80s, irony of yeah. that school has been that in every sport, even the women too, they're relatively competitive in everything. But football is their challenge. 
It's just been a tremendous, you know, it's not necessarily a high school football state, and you got Purdue and Notre Dame there besides the MAC, all right? And it's just been so difficult for them. I mean, the upgrade a year and a half ago when uh, the missus and I, we were on the spring break, and I said, let's drive back up through Bloomington because I haven't been there since I'd done Big Ten basketball games there. I was stunned at how that campus has changed and the incredible upgrades Indiana has made in its facilities from track to baseball to softball to swimming to the the basketball and the football stadium. I mean, and they're never going to have a demand for it. The only time they get a demand for seats is when the opposing team's Ohio State or Michigan. And that's they sell it to the visitors because they just have not been able to get a consistent traction. That's why it was bizarre to me two years ago in the COVID year with no fans in the stands. Mel Tucker's first year, Indiana comes in here and wins 24 to nothing and fully dominated the game. Mm-hmm. Fully dominated. Uh, 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 Randall L. Antoine, Antoine Randall, Randall L. He yeah. won big in here. Yes. He, 2001. Was Bobby Williams year? He had yes. Antoine Randall L. came in here and they buried State. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, you can almost remember the six wins that they have had here over the course of time. And they're an underdog today. But probably the most memorable game between these two teams was 1987 because it was the yes. game that Michigan Bowl. State won 27-3. to uh, yeah. Lorenzo White ran for almost 300 yards. On 56 carries. Right. And uh, clinched the Rose Bowl. Clinched the Rose Bill Bowl. Bill Mallory comes to the locker room to tell the Spartans, right. go video. kick their ass in yeah. the pack. Great the, video. Yeah. And I don't think George ever, Perlis, ever got over the fact that Indiana fired Mallory because he was a close friend. And, like he says, look what Indiana has done in football since they got rid of Bill Mallory. Now, I don't think he was going to go much further anyway because he was near retirement age. But he got Indiana from brutal to average. And, uh, and it, look, Michigan State was supposed to beat Indiana that day. You know, the irony of that game that nobody ever talks about, that there was a tremendous distraction that day because there were enormous numbers of celebrity football people in town because that was a late afternoon game. And the morning of that game was the Duffy Doherty Memorial Funeral Service at St. John's mm. Student Center in the middle of downtown East Lansing, which was packed with every football. And all the Michigan State coaches were there, and all the Indiana coaches were there. And it was the and it was well done. I mean, it was an emotional service. And it was at, like, I don't know, 9 or 10 o'clock Saturday morning. And then after that was the game that afternoon. I, it, was, it took a lot out of George. But I remember George was emotional after that. One reason they were going to the Rose Bowl, but he knew he kept making reference to Duffy and Father Mac because George was close mm. to both of them. Sure, sure. That's so good. now who knows what the storyline will be today. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to dig into that a little more. Let's and, and this is good. I like you when you walk down uh, memory lane, Tim, because that's good stuff. <laughs> so what I can remember. Well, that's good stuff. Um, so I, I, I'm bringing all this up: the history of of MSU and Indiana, and then let's talk about this, and then we'll get into it. Obviously, everyone knows. It's the old brass platoon. But what's the history of that? So it started in 1950 when an MSU student named Gene McDermott, who was the junior class president at the time, I guess Michigan State had just won a big football game against someone else. I don't remember. It wasn't Michigan. I think, oh, it was Notre Dame. So in 1950, State had just beaten Notre Dame 33-30. to You might remember this, Tim. And uh, so Gene McDermott, junior class president at MSU, was afraid that there was going to be a natural trap game or letdown element to when State came home to play Indiana because Indiana wasn't very good and State had just had the big emotional win over Notre Dame, who's obviously a very big deal. And he thought, we need something to jazz up 
our series with Indiana so that we don't fall asleep and get taken advantage of and blow this game because they were undefeated at the time. So he decided to get a rivalry game trophy for the game. So he went to an antique shop in Lansing, and he found a literal old brass spittoon. And Which the, I believe is about, the legend has it, it's about 200 years old, and it was originally found at a trading post right where Randor is today. In modern-day East Lansing, yeah. actually. Yeah, and so the antiques dealer told him, yep, this is this dates back to the 1800s. Fur traders were using this. And Basically spit 200 years old. It. Yep. And the reason he purchased it was, allegedly, uh, it had been used by a lot of, obviously, Michigan, Michiganders, but also Indiana fur traders and in people like that that came up here to do business in the 1800s. So he buys it for $25, which I'm guessing is a lot more than $25 is now, right? <laughs> and carves his initials into it and then goes and just gives it to the – presents it to Michigan State. And I guess Michigan State was all about it, and he presented it to Indiana at that game, and they didn't care. He said it was like uh, – you could hear a pin drop. They weren't interested. But here it is. You know, 72 years later, they're still handing that thing out every year. And so all that considered – is that, Tim, you tell me, you've been around the longest. Is that why this is a quote-unquote rivalry game? Because let's be real, this isn't really a rivalry. No, I don't think so. And I don't think the spittoon is paraded around the field right. after the game, is it? No. I don't remember that. I've never Unless seen Indiana them. does it when it wins. Actually, I take that back. My sophomore year, D'Antonio's first year, 2007, they played Indiana here at night. That was the first night game of the D'Antonio era, and it was a big hyped game because I think Indiana was like 5-1 and one or something. They beat them. They had one for the previous year in John L. Smith's last right. game. <laughs> right. Blew them out. Uh, so, yeah, they got the trophy that game and did celebrate with it. But that was a special circumstance, I think. It was like exercising a demon, right? You're right, though. It's not a normal thing. No, uh, but nonetheless, it's, you know, I mean, it's hype to get interest in the game because Indiana and Michigan State essentially play every year because they're in the same division. Now, whether that continues or not, and that's another subject that could come up today because in previous tailgate shows, we've talked about, well, you know, how's the Big Ten going to change when they get the two schools? Well, now UCLA is 50-50 to end up in the Big Ten because December 14th is the big California meeting of the legislature to decide, do we prohibit UCLA from joining the Big Ten? Film I, at 11. I don't, I'm not an expert, but I would go ahead and guess that they're not going to hold it up because there's too much moneyed interest at stake. I'm going to go the other way. You think I, they're going to hold it up? No, I think they're going to prohibit them from leaving I'm, the Pac-12. But I, I just don't because of the money involved. I don't think so. They don't. Their government thinks that that's completely blown out of proportion. And the surveys they've done with their students, their faculty, alumni, and donors, they get no support for them having... I, I mean, look, uh, that could go either way, right? But if you're going to take it further than what it's gone now, that's because you want to change something, not continue with the direction that we're going. I just, I don't buy it because I don't think they're going to do it because UCLA is so far in debt in terms of 100 plus million dollars they think that's... they're going to go further into debt. They think now the argument from UCLA is we'll have to drop sports and the California legislature right. says anything you do there we don't they don't want those kids traveling all over America. I wonder well that's what they say but it's really about something else. I wonder if what's going to happen is this is all about what's going to happen to Cal. 
Maybe they attach Cal to the deal. That's If Cal comes to, then all of a sudden they're all on board. We'll talk about that next. Why don't right. we do that? White Law PLLC Tailgate Show back in a couple. Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM Lansing, and Classic Rock 94.9 WMMQ East Lansing, Town Square Media Stations. Price. Back with more of the White Law PLLC Tailgate Show on 1240 WJIM and 94.9 MMQ in less than 60 seconds. One a- the Michigan State Spartan hockey team is back for another season on 1240 WJIM. Never miss a game again, whether you're on the go or just like doing it the old-fashioned way and sitting around the radio. Every face-off and every playoff can be heard on Lansing's exclusive home for Michigan State Spartan hockey. 1240 WJIM, Lansing's only home for hockey. Avoid the interruptions from the games and listen longer in the free 1240 WJIM app. It's time for another game day travel update from the 1240 WJIM Traffic Center. Driven by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Traffic looking up pretty good on the highways uh, right now. 496 uh, going westbound between Martin Luther King Boulevard and Waverly Road. That's a little bit slower uh, than normal right now. Otherwise, it's uh, pretty much free and clear right now. Uh, you do have to watch for trucks out on the highways and the main roads as they are applying salt to the roads. Uh, right now, so be careful if you're driving uh, around them this morning. Otherwise, pretty much free and clear. There is a winter weather advisory in effect until uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, blowing snow, not much accumulation, one to two inches, patchy blowing snow throughout the day. It could affect the game. We'll see. High temperature right around 25 degrees. It's 21 degrees right now in East Lansing. A travel update brought to you by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. This is the White Law PLLC Tellgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Today's broadcast is brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Wright Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian White. Now, let's talk to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell, from the Price Wright Auto and RV Studios. Welcome back, White Law PLLC Tailgate Show, 1240 WJIM Lansing's Big Talker and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. We're coming to you live from the Price Right RV Studio, and we're also brought to you by Blue Moon Belgian White, Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac, MSU Healthcare Sports Medicine, Doubting Industries, Shoepan and Sons Recycling Industrial Services, Gravity Smokehouse, and MSU Federal Credit Union. All right, let's put a bow on this. We were talking about the old brass spittoon. Uh, Tim, explain this to me since you can go back to when this all happened. So the old brass spittoon starts in 1950, and this is now designated as a rivalry game to the point where uh, it's been a protected opponent for Michigan State in scheduling for football. And that's something you know we, we've, we've talked about going forward when the Big Ten changes here. Well, teams are going to have to have protected opponents. Obviously, you know, State's probably going to have Michigan as one. But Indiana has been bandied about as another one. I just, uh, why is this a rivalry? It has to be the trophy, right? And the thing is, it didn't have this history before that old brass platoon, which started in 1950, because well, at that time they had only played four, five times before. Who calls it a rivalry, though? 
I never see but, that in the media. I mean, I never see that. You know, right. this is this is this game's at noon because, with all due respect, it's kind of an afterthought game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big games today, frankly, are the big three: Ohio State's at Maryland, Penn State's at Rutgers, and Illinois at Michigan. And those games are what the three thirty get. Brock is uh, Maryland. No, Michigan's noon. Michigan's, Michigan's noon. noon. The yeah. other two are three thirty, yes. right? But the reason Michigan's is noon is because well, that's an ABC game, though. Yes, yeah, it's that's not an the ABC. Fox. It's thing. not a Fox. Fox is TCU at Baylor. Right. Right. the Big Ten Network. I mean, this is right. the, this is the Trump change. <laughs> sure, but it, mean, is consi- what it is it is considered a rivalry, not just by narrative purposes. The Big Ten has protected the series and embraces but all But it that. hasn't had to do that with the divisions because you have to play every school in your own division. Yeah, that's and, yeah. and Michigan that's State are in the same division. There's nothing to protect. What I think will be interesting moving forward, I, I, I just think there are so many uncertainties in college sports in general, let alone in big-time football. You know, we had the sure. Peach Bowl CEO. Gary Stoken. We had him, what was that, yesterday, Brock? No, it was Thursday. He's on Thursday. He was begging. He was on last year because Michigan State was in the Peach Bowl. So he's on this year because he thinks Michigan's got a shot because they're a semifinal game. And he's going – so the the conversation is about the 12 – team playoff and he goes through 82 different scenarios that have got to happen yet before all of this is going to be figured out and put in stone prior to 2026 or not mm-hmm. and if it is in 2024 25 or whenever how is it going to look and it's clear that this is a long way from cl- completion which would include how the big 10 scheduled i never remember in my lifetime where big 10 football schedules were not completed uh, as they are now, they, you know, they just put the conference schedule out for next year a couple of uh, right. weeks ago. Right. It used to be that was in stone seven, eight, nine years in advance. Well, it was, and then they pulled it down in July. It was on, they were available, that next year's conference slate was available, and then they took them all down and said we're pausing and reworking it. So uh, let me ask you this. Since we can all agree it's not really a rivalry, even though it's branded and marketed that way, what constitutes a rivalry game in just whatever comes to mind? Well, Throughout I think at terms, number one, it has to have tradition. So it's history. It's got to go back a long way. How, how long Harvard, is a long Yale. way? Are you talking meetings or years or both? Uh, Maybe both. Well, this has that. 1922, I mean, and this will be the 69th meeting. I mean, why is Harvard-Yale a rivalry, but Cornell-Princeton is not? I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, <laughs> is it? I mean, Who's you, Cornell's rival? You think Brown? Of, no, I mean, the, the, the rivalry in the Ivy League is Harvard-Yale. Right. In everything. Academics, uh, sports, yeah. certainly football, okay? Alabama-Auburn's considered a rivalry. Geography. Yeah. Well, I think geography is yep. certainly one. I mean, hate. I, I, I think all, a protected right, whether that is ever going to happen in two or three years down the road with a revised college football look, to me, is impossible to tell. So I, I think mean, right now, Oklahoma plays Oklahoma State. That's football. gone. This will be one of the last Bedlam games today, by the way. Is Texas going to keep playing Texas A&M or Texas? Well, they, well, they will. They're in the same conference okay. again. But, but when they divide all that up, is, oh, that, I see. is that all Divisions. still going to be? Is oh, UCLA okay. and Southern Cal always going to be something like it is today? They play today. All and right? they play for the victory ball. And now. I think that that's a big – that survey you talked about with UCLA, they surveyed current UCLA and former UCLA athletes. 93% said it's important that they're in the same conference as USC. I mean, does so Na- that's a rivalry does aspect, Navy too. Does Navy want to continue getting its brains beat in every single year by Notre Dame, including in Dublin next August? Yes. they play next August. Yes, because it's good for them. 
That's I a marketing it, thing. I, I they think only it's lost good. by seven points. It's a platform. It, well, and Navy never thinks in terms of we're going to win the national championship. Right. But that's a marquee game for them because it gives them a crowd, which it did in Baltimore last week. It's got to be their biggest recruiting mechanism, playing Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I would think so. And is Notre Dame going to continue with a rivalry with Southern Cal? I mean, one would think so, but who knows? I mean, right. I think predicting exactly how college football and college sports, no matter what anyone says, as early as even next year is very difficult to do i agree so what constitutes a rivalry we've discussed uh tradition and history in terms of how far back it goes and how many times they've played geography usually has something to do with it yep. uh some what else hate. well right some hate geography tends to breed that for some reason yeah. doesn't it in sports oh you're so, close to me so i hate you you versus brock <laughs> that's a rivalry <laughs> uh Is that it? Is that all it is? I feel like a lot of times with these rivalries that aren't those natural things, right? So when a rivalry doesn't have the location aspect or the history aspect of a lot of these rivalries are rivalries just because it's all it's ever been. That's all anyone ever knows. But when new rivalries happen, I think it's because something specific happened, right? Red Wings avalanche. Right. Exactly. There was a Coleman. There was an event that sort of like started it all like michigan state wisconsin for a while was a football rivalry because those games were insane back and forth every michigan state wisconsin basketball because of all the bo ryan coming here on the banner day and ruining it you know things like that i think there are caveats on them for instance to me michigan ohio state is a great rivalry in one sport Yes, but, but good point. But nobody gets worked up in Columbus right. or Ann Arbor if the volleyball team in the Michigan-Ohio State match, but in the Michigan-Michigan State volleyball match, the crowds are into <laughs> it. I mean, to me, the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry trumps Michigan-Ohio State in every sport. Football Except is a football. dynamic, is different, but Michigan wants no part of losing to Michigan State in football. You can slice right. that up yeah. anywhere you I, want. So the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry, right, it, it matters in everything. And I think that is what we're talking about here. I mean, that's, Michigan that's put geography. a tremendous amount of emotional effort into beating Michigan yeah. State this year because they'd lost to them two years in a row. Yeah, but it usually isn't like that. But I think what you're getting at here, you're right, I think. And the way I see it is... When Michigan, think about it from a Michigan fan's perspective. When they lose to Ohio State in football, it sucks. I'm sure they don't like it. But the thing is, they can kind of commiserate with their own and escape it. When they lose to Michigan State, there is no escape. We're ever, you know, you share a state with those people. There's no division you like you have it. with Ohio State. Right. Hear about that it. makes it worse. That makes it more intense and more personal. But I think the Michigan Michigan State rivalry transcends football. It does. I I totally agree. It's it, in everything. It's in everything. Whereas Ohio State and Michigan play basketball, it's it's yeah. it's not a bit unless they're highly ranked, it's not a big deal. But they don't but the, the fan bases don't nearly melt down right. in other sports the way they're totally. gonna melt down next Saturday. So why why is why do you think? Because you've been around the one. Well, you tell I, me. I, Michigan has more wins in college football than any other school in America, and Ohio State football has been a dominant power in America. I mean, For a generation. I, I mean, look, it's the face of the Big Ten, let's be honest. It's the face of football in the Midwest. Every Michigan can have off years, but Ohio State is Ohio State. And, and Last year was an off year. You know, the uh, 
One I, loss. The documentary Two. that's currently playing on Valley Sports Detroit, is it called The Rivalry? Yeah, The Rivalry. Have you yeah. seen it? It's been playing over mm-hmm. and over. It's well done. It's well done. And it talks about the way the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry really didn't heat up until after the uh, snow game in 1950 because that got the Ohio State coach fired. He lost. And that brought Woody Hayes into Columbus for 28 years. And he was insane over beating Michigan. And uh, and and it has heated up. And then when Bo got involved, you know, you can say what you want about those guys. Bo and Woody made that thing a lot of ways what it is today because they have yes. won forever since then. And coaches get fired if they don't win the game. Right. See John well, Cooper. Yeah, I mean, at Ohio State they do. Well, at, at Ohio State they do. Our old Bruce, John mm-hmm. Cooper. I, I mean, I told who's the last Michigan coach that got fired because they couldn't beat Ohio State. Well, it at, wasn't Lloyd Carr. That's not why he got in fired. In modern times, it's because they couldn't beat other teams either. <laughs> right. I mean, Rich and Brady, they couldn't beat anybody that else That wasn't either. about Ohio State, right. That wasn't about Ohio State. But Ohio State has less tolerance for it than Michigan well, does, for yeah. sure. I mean, they, well, let's, you know why? Standards hired Ohio State. Let's just call it what it is. It is. But I don't think Ohio State has the world. Let's be honest about this and just tell it like it is. Who has the worldwide acclaim as an educational institution around the world, Ohio State or Michigan? Come on. Michigan is listed as one of the top public schools in the world. I think it's third fair, fair this year. Or, fair or unfair, that's, that's what its reputation is. Sure. Ohio State doesn't have that. No, but what does it matter? For football. I think that well, for football, it doesn't. I agree. Yeah, so I, I mean, why? Does, I mean, the but but Michigan is in a state that's dominated by the pros. Michigan State's here. It's a it's a recreational state. There are a lot of diversions here. Okay, I don't think people fall apart next Saturday if Michigan doesn't beat Ohio State in Columbus. If Ohio State loses again, well, you've seen yeah. it with all these fans that come up here for the Michigan State game. It's their entire life is winning this football game. Uh, well, hold on. So wait, are you, are you, you're saying in Ohio that Ohio State is more essential to the sports culture than Michigan or Michigan State are to the state of Michigan? I think the Michigan fan base certainly wants to beat Ohio U of State. M, you mean? U of M fan base? The U of M fan okay. base. But yeah. I don't Let's think life that. is going to conclude. Like it would for Ohio State like, losing. Are some if, of those people in Columbus, yes, it yeah. is their entire I agree. life. Yeah. I Michi- agree because if, in Michigan... There are still pro sports teams that even though collect Detroit, a lot of clout. Though, I mean, even though, though the they suck. teams aren't very good. Ohio doesn't part. care as much about the Bengals and Browns as Michigan does about the, the Lions. Yeah, there's no question. And yeah. I told Brock yesterday, I'm driving in to do the show. I'm listening to the Ann Arbor radio station, and John U. Bacon is being interviewed, and he's their longtime historian. His, his, is that what they call him now? His opinion is that if Ohio State loses next Saturday and next year in Ann Arbor, to give them three straight losses to Michigan, Ryan Day will be replaced by Urban Meyer as a head coach. Now, take uh, did he hear that on a sideline from an anonymous source that he ran as verbatim well, like at the New York issue. Times? I'm just saying he was talking about that the, guy's a scumbag. Why are we talking about him? He was talking him? about Ohio State. I know, I know, but why don't they worry? Let him worry about beating them two times in a row before we talk about them beating them three. I think if they lose this year, he's he might get fired. No, I don't think so. Well, Urban Meyer is like supposedly said, ready to go. He'd be hired in five minutes. Oh, so, Ryan Day would get hired in five Ryan minutes. Ryan Day would yeah. be hired in five yeah, minutes. Yeah, but Ohio State could replace him with someone better in I five minutes. I, who? Like you just said. Well, I, 
I mean, <laughs> apparently Urban Meyer's sins would be forgiven in Columbus. Yes. Right? Yeah, I yes, think so. <laughs> well, it, it's not just an Ohio State thing. Someone is going to hire him again. He's not going to be in a TV studio the rest of his career. But, you know, you never talk about coaches' futures in regard the way you do in the Big Ten like Ohio State versus Michigan. You just yeah. never do. That game, with the consequences for the loser to me, is unlike any other showdown series of any other two in the Big Ten. And for sure. Almost, and almost anywhere else. And yeah, almost is there, anywhere else. Is there um, another rivalry in college football where where it can define a, a coach's well, I mean, what's legacy o- so much? What's Auburn's record against Nick Saban? It can't be good. No, but they've beat him more times than they probably Alabama likes, but right? how so, many coaches they've gone times. through during Nick's uh, yeah. tenure in Alabama. Yeah, but each one of them has upset him at least once, right? Yeah. Feels uh, like. I think Gene Chizik did with uh, Cam Newton. Gus Malzahn with a kick six. Kick six. They almost got him last year with this dude who's getting just got fired, right? They almost game, did. They should have won. Yeah. So, but, but Ohio State, Michigan is Middle America. It's Rust Belt America. It's you know it. it you know, my sister lives on the East Coast, and she and she grew up here. And like she said, the difference in my lifetime is when I was where you are. College sports were everything. Where I am. College sports aren't nearly what they are with the pros. They are nearly what they are. And she's right. The college sports are on the East Coast, up and down. But as she said, other than the Southeast and the Midwest, and the Far West and here, it isn't nearly like the pros are. Totally agree. For whatever that's worth. Yeah. Why is that, you think? Well, we can talk about it later, I guess. But those big cities, you're right. It's not a I mean, not like a Chicago says, doesn't care says, about Northwestern. I mean, Boston College. I mean, come right. on. You know, or uh, Syracuse, you know, Rutgers, you know, I mean, matter of New York City. It, it, no. All they want to know is when are the Patriots kick off, <laughs> or the Celtics, or the Bruins, or the Red Sox, or, or the, the Yankees, yeah, or what the, the Mets. Yankees and Red Sox are going to do in free That's why when they, they, well, my, my son, but the two of mine that were in New York said Rutgers in New York City, when they say they added Rutgers for that market, he said nobody in New York City even heard of Rutgers, <laughs> let alone in sports. Well, that that Michigan State you mentioned kicks off kickoffs. This is a brutal segue. But I'm gonna do it anyway. Michigan State kicks off against Indiana to close out the home slate here in two and a half hours. We'll take you up to ten thirty when network coverage starts. We're back here with the White Law PLLC tailgate show in just a few minutes. Another travel update from the 1240 WJIM Traffic Center. Next, the Mel Tucker Show is back for another season on Lansing's Big Talker 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Get up close and personal with the head coach of Michigan State football every Thursday night. Be there in person or just call in and ask the questions you want answered. The Mel Tucker Show on 1240 WJIM. Brought to you by Ameriprise Financial, Dark Bank, Doubting Industries, and Incorporated. Chupan and Sons Incorporated. Blue Moon Belgian White. The Mel Tucker Show on 1240 WJIM. It's time for another game day travel update from the 1240 WJIM Traffic Center. Driven by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Traffic is starting to slow up. 496 eastbound between Waverly Road and Martin Luther King Boulevard, right by where the road closure still is in effect. 496 both directions between MLK and and Cedar Street, although it is getting closer to being finished. Watched out for those trucks out there on the highways and the main roads. They are out salting 
uh, them as we speak. So give yourself uh, some extra room if you're out around those trucks. and Give yourself a little bit of extra time if you're heading into the ball game today. As far as weather goes, 21 degrees, fair skies, and sun is actually trying to peek through. But there is a winter weather advisory until tomorrow morning. Uh, patchy blowing snow, winds uh, uh, six, uh, 15 to 20 miles an hour, gusting as high as 35 miles an hour. Um, accumulation, an inch or two at the most. So it won't be uh, much accumulation, but the blowing snow could be more of a factor. Your travel update is brought to you by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy enjoy the Shaheen difference. This is the White Law PLLC Telgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Today's broadcast is brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Right Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian White. Now, let's talk to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell, from the Price Right Auto and RV Studios. Welcome back into the White Law PLLC Tailgate Show here on 1240 WJIM, Lansing's Big Talker and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, coming to you live from the Price Right RV Studios. And we're also brought to you by Blue Moon Belgian White, Dart Bank Mortgage Joe Sambear, Ameriprise Financial Craig Styles, DBI We Do Office, High Caliber Carding and Entertainment, The Student Bookstore, The Nuthouse, and Gazelle Wealth Management. All right, now it's time to hand things over to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, for some defensive keys today, Michigan State and Indiana. Today's defensive keys are brought to you by Gazelle Wealth Management. How do you figure out what Indiana offensively can do effectively because Indiana's had so many problems keeping its quarterbacks healthy. As recently as two weeks ago at home against Penn State, Indiana was in the game, then the quarterbacks went down, and I'm using that term plural because Indiana has struggled to keep its quarterbacks healthy. Now, it's a cold day. The wind's blowing. Indiana offense has been an issue the entire season in good weather. So on senior day for Michigan State, I would say the key for them is just play the game, play hard. You're not facing Ohio State. You're not facing Michigan. Uh, You get Penn State next week, that could be a different deal. But today, I don't think there are huge keys of this has to happen and this has to happen. Michigan State secondary had its moments good and bad against Rutgers, but then again, if that's going to be the case today against Indiana, can the Spartans avoid, I guess, giving up a big play, which Rutgers occasionally made last Saturday in a six-point loss, although I don't think that score was exactly the way that game went. Michigan State had basically a two-touchdown lead until the final seconds of the game. So I would say the defensive keys for Indiana are somewhat the same against Rutgers. Everybody figure out where you're supposed to be. Don't make any stupid plays. Don't take stupid penalties. Do what you can do because you're better than the guy across from you. And even if you give up a few points, the offense for the Spartans, I would think, would be good enough today. Defensive keys, whatever they have been, have been brought to you by Gazelle Wealth Management this morning. Gazelle, for certain, takes a long-term view using prudent risk management. You can call Joe Gazelle at 336-7200 or visit Gazelle Wealth Management online, G-A-Z-A-L-L. Gazelle Wealth Management online at Gazelle Wealth. 
com. Thank you, Tim. I didn't actually know it very much because this is Indiana. Totally agree. Uh, there's no reason to. Play right? the way you did against Rutgers, except for the stupid point spread cover pass at the end of the game. <laughs> Fourth and 31. And everybody would have been happy. <laughs> it was a mixed crowd after the Spartan win because yeah. in, the, in, the, in yesteryear, there was no such thing as legal gambling. And Michigan State's embraced it. It has its own gambling company that's in bed with, okay? So, therefore, the point spreads. And, by the way, I think it's 10.5. Is it that is, what it is today? It is up to 10.5. Which is somewhat like Rutgers. They're both, you know, they're two peas in a pot in the Big Ten East. If you play Rutgers, you play Indiana. And in State's case, they got them back-to-back at the end of the year at all. Just think if the schedule would have been redone and Rutgers and Indiana would have come in after Western Michigan and Akron and they'd have started 4 no, they'd have been ranked. And today's game might have been for a much bigger bowl opportunity, yeah. but the way the schedule played out, they got them at the back end after they had all those losses in the middle. There are rumblings that Tom Allen may be in trouble at Indiana. But he just got a, a long-term two extension. Years ago. Yeah, two and years ago, he got a big this, extension. this week, he secured an anonymous donation to Indiana Athletics that is mostly going toward football. Up, to, It's a $1 million match, so an anonymous donor... If other people raise a million bucks, he'll chip in that same amount. So they just got a two million dollars. It's going towards football nil. But what they need, yeah, they need players, right? And yeah. he just, he did a a bit on his coach's show about this that I just saw blowing up on Twitter, and he was remarkably frank. He said, "Hey, I'm really grateful for this gift, and we really need it because guys aren't going to go where they're not going to get paid. But simply, we need a lot more." Well, he fired one of his offensive assistants in the middle of the season. I want to tell you it was the I offensive. I wonder what that's like. I, I want to tell you it was the Must offense, be nice. <laughs> they fired an offensive assistant coach. I don't think it was a coordinator, if I remember. But to, but to their credit, he can't take uh, injuries, say, the way Ohio State and Michigan right. can. Right, doesn't have the depth. He doesn't have the next five-star coming onto the field. I mean, their quarterback, if they would have – well, suppose they would have had Michael Penix. Who transferred I, to Washington? If Penix was playing today, healthy, well, they wouldn't be three and seven. I'll tell you it? that. The last time Penix was in here, he completed twenty-one consecutive passes, and of course, Indiana lost at the buzzer. But oh, that was right before COVID nineteen. Yeah, in twenty nineteen, Penix for Indiana came in here, completed twenty-one straight yeah. passes, and Indiana lost at the buzzer. I mean, so some of these games that the two of them have played, I think this. You know, last year I ran my mouth how they'd run Rutgers out. And that didn't happen last week. Last did. week, yeah. well, the la- I mean, I could get away with that if, but for the last play, because it would have been a cover and it would have been two touchdowns. Right, twenty seven, twenty one sounds like a nail biter. It does for the cover. It was if you didn't watch the game, it was. But right. this is still. I think the weather is going to keep this thing closer. I than agree. You think. I agree. But also, let's just call a spade a spade. I know Michigan State has played better the last month. And they've won three out of four games, but they shouldn't be favored by double digits over anybody. They just should. They haven't been that good. And it, even though they've won three out of four, they still haven't been that good. Well, yeah. By the way, Tim, the coach that got fired, an assistant coach, was the offensive line coach. Yeah, that's what Tom I said. Allen. Oh, you did? Yeah, I, said, I, I said if I memory serves me, he fired his offensive line coach. Okay. Yeah, I just heard rumblings that it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to be Was he blaming him for the uh, injuries to all those quarterbacks? They, they <laughs> that was always before get that. their quarterbacks That's injured. true. It does always happen. They've lost 100 quarterbacks <laughs> in five, five years. Remember about five, six, uh, before Penix? 
they were down to their fourth string quarterback. They're playing. They're playing the son of a soap, soap opera against Michigan State. Sander Diamant. He yeah. was the fourth string quarterback. Yeah, I remember that. And he was, was an okay. actor from Hollywood. A soap opera actor. Yeah, yeah, he was a soap opera. And then what was the the night game in Bloomington seven or eight years ago that went like double triple overtime? And that clubfoot Indiana kicker just barely yeah. got it over the bar <laughs> to win it. And State just gate. You know, D'Antonio gets a lot of yak about the wins, but there have been some great losses, and that was he one had of a them few too. Great that was 2016, I think. Was that what it was? Yeah. Was it, it and that brutal. was the year they paraded the spittoon around. They yeah, Indiana. Indiana did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was a big deal. Well, if Indiana wins today, you're probably, if, yeah. as, a, as a bonus for those who've stayed, you get to see the spittoon. <laughs> the spittoon will make an appearance on the field. Speaking of the spittoon, Tim, before you leave today, yeah, I got to go in twenty minutes. Okay, only because I've got other duties today, which yeah. I usually don't do. Well, I, I, we knew this was coming, so I put the music in the system. It's you a great will... fight song. You really think so? I think it's a great fight song. I mean, they play. It sounds. What makes a fight song great? To you? I don't know. I mean, it's like music for anyone. Uh, well, Everybody hold on. Everybody says out. they I've... can't get tickets to Taylor Swift. <laughs> I wouldn't go see Taylor Swift if they handed me box seats in the front. But everybody else in America, you find someone who would go, though, Tim. Uh, uh, well, listen, fellas. I am uniquely qualified to tell you what is and isn't a great college fight song, considering I am the foremost expert in this studio about college marching bands. And Indiana, or Indiana, is not one of them. Well, Dr. Victory March, I think, is the the all-time greatest college fight when song. When that fight song down. is played around the Assembly Hall at basketball, because I did 10 well, so years when of they Big play Ten the, basketball. When they play the Iowa Corn Song in Iowa, the people go crazy. And yes, it's called the Iowa Corn Song. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Everyone it, likes their own if you like your stuff. Own, if you and it's like, subjective. There yeah, are a we couple know. of high school fight songs in the area that are unique to that high school that have never changed that I hear that I know. I say, you know what? That's a great. I'll tell you who else I think has a great fight song nobody knows about, a Central Michigan University. Well, the brake strain rips off Michigan State. So, yeah, it is great. I think CMU's fight song, both of them, are pretty good. Did I you, heard it the other night in the snow. You didn't hear it as many times <laughs> as you heard the Western fight song, though. Hey, did do you know the brake strain? Seriously, the, here's a a band nugget for you, and I know you're a band guy. The break strain of CMU's fight song is lifted from Michigan State. See, I don't a, know that. All right, here's the break strain from Michigan State. You know it. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun. Central Michigan's break strain goes dun, 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 dun. It's, it's like similar. vanilla ice lifting from uh, Queen. That uh, doesn't pressure. bother me. Yeah, yeah. I don't care Gold. who stole whatever from who. In my world, it either sounds good or it doesn't. Well, you know why? Because you're a novice when it comes to this. You're not an expert like me. That's true. You're the dean of sports, but, but I'm the bean but of that's sports. That's the beautiful thing about music is everybody has their own opinion, what they like and, and don't like. And it's subjective, yes. It is. You know what? I'll tell you. Here's a band perspective for you. Every year, like people put out greatest college marching band rankings, and Kirk Herbstreet says, like, oh, well, obviously – USC, Michigan, and Ohio State are the best three. Ohio State, clearly. Yes, of course. USC and Michigan do not belong on that list. They don't. First of all, USC's band is a gimmick. They wear sunglasses, and they use, like Michigan, they use music on the field, which is like the lowest of the low. You might as well be Iowa playing the Iowa Corn song. That's way over my head. Way over my head. I know. I'm basically talking like analytics in football. That's what I'm doing to you right now. But trust me, I'm right. Ask John Madden. How many road trips does Indiana's band take? I doubt any. Well, unless it's Purdue. Or they play uh, play IPFW. I mean, when they played at Cincinnati, did Indiana's band... Is it really? Okay, IUPUI. There you go. When uh, Indiana played at Cincinnati in September, did the band get on the bus and take the hour drive to Cincinnati? I I don't know. I doubt it. I don't know. 
you know, this requires, as you know, this requires funds. That's what the band concert did. The band concert money went to send the band on the road. Uh, yeah. And, well, you listen. And last year it was Austria, or earlier this summer. Which was cool. Which was very cool. The videos and images of the band going through that ancient, like, cities in Vienna. You can get that on YouTube. Go MSU Marching yeah. Band and in Austria. And you go can also watch, watch all these Viennese people like, what the hell is going on? They had no idea what was going but, on. But the crowds were good for that, though. There were a lot of American tourists who knew that the band – they were part of a competition, too. That yeah, was, it was a that music was an festival. an annual music yeah. festival where people would go. Like, I guess the biggest one in Europe or something. Anyway, I'm delaying you are the delaying. real star of the program. So we're going to cue the music, Indiana or Indiana. It's just the music. We have, usually don't get music. Oh, well, listen. The Bean of Sports is here. I'd for rather, the Dean of Sports. I'd rather have a $5 bet that you can't do it. But you're not. An I know Indiana you can. Fan. I know you can, though. All what, right, you ready to hit All it? All right, here we go. I, I don't have the shower. <laughs> On that note, my goodness. All right, here we go. Indiana, our Indiana, Indiana, we're all for you. We will fight for the cream and crimson, for the glory of old IU. Never daunted. We will not falter, ever faithful, we're tried and true. Indiana, our Indiana, Indiana, we're all for you. Again. Indiana, our Indiana, Indiana, we're all for you. We will fight for the cream and crimson, for the glory of old IU. (laughs) Never daunted, we will not falter, ever faithful. We're tried and true, Indiana, our Indiana, Indiana, we're all for you. Ah, you. That was great. Now that's why you're the Dean of Sports. Well, that's, I mean, and that's what brings the people you know, to this show. Honesty, it sounds better when I'm in the shower, to be Everyone perfectly does. honest with you. It that's sounds okay. better in the shower. I think that's a great melody. I don't it's care what nice you song. say. I think it's a great melody. Uh, it's a nice song. And that's song. not their only pep song. Bump, 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 yeah. bump, 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 And Michigan State does not have two. Now, do they? Now, right. It has Indiana the alma mater and a fight song. Indiana right. plays that one during the world's greatest timeout during basketball. They game, do it. Right? Well, yes. they play it a lot, just like Illinois. Illinois fight song, when I heard them, da 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 They play that all. That's not really what their fight song is. Right. We're loyal to you, It's a common thing. Like Ohio State plays Buckeye Battle. Battle cry all the time. That's fantastic. That's the drive, drive on down the field. That's right. But that's not the fight song. The no, fight song is across the field. But they play Buckeye Battle Cry more than they do anything else. Because it's better. Else. Because uh, fight that team across the field, Ohio State is here. That's the old fight song. Mm-hmm. That isn't quite the. Because the, uh, Purdue has two. Purdue has two terrific songs, in my opinion. I like the main one. I like Purdue's main fight song. Um, I now, I don't know Penn State and Nebraska nearly as well. I don't think Penn State's is that. And Rutgers and Maryland, I never hear because they never score. Penn State's, I've heard, it's called the Nittany Lion. Is that what it is? Yes. Oh, that's I mean, when they go roar lion. Well, no, they roar. say um, the Nittany Lion, molder of men. It's very dramatic. And very, very sexist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Purdue, I like Purdue's. Purdue's is great. Um the one that goes, hail, hail to old Purdue, oh, hail, hail to but, you know, old Golden Black. Have, they still have the Golden Girl and the Silver Twins. They still have the world's largest I thought largest they were all drum. dead. 
No, no, no. The Golden Girl and the Silver Twins. That's yeah, a, Betty White just died. She was the last one. Well, they make they make a big deal Nothing. out of their marching band. Oh, the stupid gimmicky drum, which, by the way, is no longer the largest bass drum in the world because Texas, yeah, Texas. with Bertha II, has supplanted You know, a story about the Purdue drum. They were coming here a few years ago, and a year in advance, when Mark Collis was the athletic director at Michigan State, he wanted to add a drum that was a foot bigger than Purdue's drum. And then he looked at the cost. <laughs> I'm surprised. And John cost, Madden would have never gone for that. It's well, a gimmick. That, that, it was. But he wanted to have Michigan State say it had the biggest drum and looked into it. But the cost got prohibitive, and that got sent to the sidelines, and the next issue came up. So Michigan State – well, what is Michigan State's identity? In, in the band, because with the Purdue drum is the identity, and the Golden Girl and the Silver Twins. If but, you have to distill it down to one thing, I would say it's the series, which is the march to the stadium with all the chanting and, and all oh, that. Oh, it takes forever because they got 500 kids in a yeah, band. Yeah, but no one does in, as intense yeah. of a thing as they do on the way to the stadium. Okay, I know you have to leave, but I put something together special for you, Tim, because your favorite team, TCU... Went into Austin and won last week, yeah. despite you giving me the lock of the century that Texas would roll I'm under the lights. I game that night, and I told Brock on Monday, I said, Texas, what happened to the guys that played last weekend against Alabama? Where are And where is that quarterback? Where was I, this guy? And well, they're in Austin. The right, stadium the is absolutely like the Breslin mm-hmm. Center with Michigan in yep. town. And, the, and they, can't, they can't get out of their own way. I tried to tell you. That Quinn Ewers is still not right, well, and now, TCU is legit. Uh, and, and my 10-point game in the pool this week is I have TCU minus 2.5 at Baylor, I, and they better not let me down. Well, last week your 10-point game was Texas against TCU, yeah, wasn't well, it? Well, I, I found religion. So, well, you're going to find a little bit more because I put something together special for you. Brock, can you hit that on the hot page? Number four, TCU undefeated. Getting seven and a half at number eighteen, Texas. Tim's Man, all about the Longhorns. No respect for the, the Horn Frogs. None, zero. They've got more AP top twenty-five wins than anyone else. The Rodney Dangerfield of college football this year. Boy, that's the story of my life. No respect. Gotta no respect. Well, they're going into Austin, and Texas has as good a quarterback, I think, as there is in a country. My detector test determined that was a lie. <laughs> Texas Christian always gets behind. Nope. They always start slow. Wrong. And then they have a big comeback. But I, I just, I call me crazy. I'll take. I don't want to explain it. I'll take Texas. I'm taking TCU. Seven and a half is a big I number for a good TCU team. I think TCU is an undefeated team in America, but we'll see. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Why not? It's TCU. They've got four top 25 wins. No one else has even three. That is correct. Well, it's my stereotype prejudice. Just think primetime in Austin's dangerous. <laughs> I think this is dangerous. Horn Frog, 7-1-1 one, one against the number this season. Mm. I told you so. That was just for you, Tim, to send you out today. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I've got them beating Baylor. All okay. Right? I've got, Minus two and a half. I've got him going undefeated and playing Georgia. I took Baylor with the two and a half. I just feel like it's a natural letdown game for TCU. And something you said about them that I do believe is true, I, aside from you're hating on them because they're not a brand, I hate that. I don't like that argument. But something you did say that's accurate, they've been playing with fire. 
And generally, when you do that, you eventually get burned. All See right. Michigan State football 2015 in Nebraska, right? See, despite you critics, Michigan State's longtime former great band director John Madden texted me from Georgia this morning, exceptionally good singing, bravo, tour de force. <laughs> I didn't think it was that He's good. being nice. He's well, being polite. He, he knows they have no fans. However, <laughs> I was a huge fan. Of, I'll tell you, for the 28 years he was here, man, he led that thing. The, the state's band got a lot of national acclaim with him leading the way. And look at what they went through between 9-11 and all the other things that went on. And he had the band, you know, front. I, 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 I miss him. We, there were a lot of things we Me did. Too. We, he got him up to Charlevoix, the economy in Charlevoix for three years. <laughs> he took the band up there. has never been the same since we haven't been back up there. And the whole doing the... A joint performance with other bands is kind of his brainchild after 9-11 with Notre Dame, so he's, got he's great an innovator. St- and he's got great stories. The stories are good, too. The All right. But well, he he knows good music because, he, you know, he said, I didn't think it was that good a performance. But you know what? When you get to be a genius as a singer like I have become. Yes. Uh, then, with you no know, vocal training, shock Your critique yeah. on your own vocal cords, you know, starts to become well, Speaking of like, great performance, like, like Fraser Crane, I'm cutting I'm amazed I can still no remember. Training. I'm amazed I can still remember the words, to be honest with you, because there's not much you can remember the older you get. Well, a hell of a performance by you. And we'll go to break with that because it's going to be hard to top. White Law PLLC Tailgate Show back after these words. Back with more of the White Law PLLC Tailgate Show on 1240 WJIM and 94.9 MMQ in less than 60 seconds. Bluebird. The Michigan State Spartan hockey team is back for another season on 1240 WJIM. Never miss a game again, whether you're on the go or just like doing it the old-fashioned way and sitting around the radio. Every face-off and every playoff can be heard on Lansing's exclusive home for Michigan State Spartan hockey. 1240 WJIM, Lansing's only home for hockey. Avoid the interruptions from the games and listen longer in the free 1240 WJIM app. Lansing's big talker. 1240 WJIM, Lansing. And Classic Rock 94.9 WMMQ East Lansing. Town Square Media Stations. It's time for another game day travel update from the 1240 WJIM Traffic Center. Driven by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Traffic, excuse me, traffic looking free and clear out there on the highways and the main roads right now. Uh, nothing uh, major right now. A little bit slow right around uh, uh, I-69 uh, between DeWitt and the North 69 interchange. And there's still trucks out there salting uh, the uh, highways and the main road. So be careful around those as you're, you're driving around today. Uh, why? Well, there's a winter weather advisory here in uh, the uh, mid-Michigan area until uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, blowing snow. One, one to two inches of accum- accumulation, but mainly blowing snow is the, the deal. Uh, 15 to 20 miles an hour, gusting as high as 35 miles an hour, a high temperature in the mid-20s. Right now, 21 degrees in the Lansing area. Your travel update brought to you by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference.
This is the White Law PLLC Tailgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIL and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Today's broadcast is brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Wright Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian Wine. Now, let's talk to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell from the Price Wright Auto and RV Studios. Welcome back into the White Law PLLC Tailgate Show, live here on 1240 WJIM, Lansing's Big Talker and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Coming to you from the Price Right RV Studio and also brought to you by Blue Moon Belgian White, Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac, MSU Healthcare Sports Medicine, Doubting Industries, Shoepan and Sons Recycling Industrial Services, Gravity Smokehouse, and MSU FCU. And now it's time for Mad Dog's Take on the Game with David Mad Dog DeMarco, brought to you, as always, by Blue Moon Belgian White. One of a kind every time. Blue Moon is a proud partner of Michigan State Athletics. Dave, how you doing? Doing good, Brandon. How are you fellas doing? We're all right. Getting chilly up here, though. Finally turned into winter and uh, chilly out on the field last week for Michigan State. That's where I wanted to start with you. I was at the game, and I was just shocked by the amount of fans who have turned on Peyton Thorne and are calling for Michigan State's quarterback to be supplanted. I've heard the same thing in recent weeks. I'm not sure why. Me neither, because I get it. He hasn't been as good as last year, but has anyone else noticed he doesn't have an all-pro NFL running back in the backfield to divert attention? Dave, your take on that? Well, I thought that he really would make strides. I, I didn't know if he'd make strides like Matty Sissoko has in one year, mm-hmm. but I, I knew that I thought that he would be better. Uh, but you make a, a enormous when you take a half of the pie, you got a half of the pie left. Well, the half of the pie is with the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, I mean, I did. I'll break, I broke these numbers down and I'll read them in, uh, on my offensive keys. I mean, Michigan State as a whole, offensively, have smelled. That's the bottom line. He is the field general, and he he has a few times this year thrown behind receivers, threw the ball on the ground. Not not the case of like Lombardi used to when he played for Michigan State, but he's thrown over guys. But then again, you know, Reed was out a couple games. That was his go-to guy. Coleman became his go-to guy. And they have had uh, just uh, a resemblance of a running game with Berger. I thought Broussard would be better. I thought Collins would play more. The offensive line uh, has been hurt. And they don't utilize last week. They did the tight end a little bit more. So that's the way sports is. I mean, it just is. I mean, they put another guy in. Kim or whoever, yeah. and he struggles to want to put Thorne back. Exactly. That's just the way it is in sports. You guys, that's what you guys do. You talk it, you live it, you eat it, you digest it, and that's the way fans are. Yeah. And, I mean, regardless, if they get a win today, bad, good, or ugly, I mean, they're bowl eligible. And I don't know if they can go to Happy Valley next week and get, you know, get a win there, but I do think it's inevitable they will win today. They're a ten and a hook home favorite against just a god awful Indiana team. They should just bury, and uh, I, I just can't see them losing this game. I mean, it's Senior Day. I think that no, you know, it's it's cold there. I've been following the weather there. I, I'm not going to be one of those guys that moves to another state and says, "Well, today it's going to be 55 and pure sunny in Cedar Bluff, Alabama," which it, it's going to be. 
But, <laughs> yeah, it's been unusually cold and damp. And, I mean, hell, I looked at the weather two hours ago, and it was, with the wind chill, it was one degree. So uh, I think it'll be interesting to see the turnout. Now, now, did I understand Dean left the studio? Yes. Well, he's listening. I know he is. When you guys were talking about that just, re, you know, before he left about the TCU thing, you know, I sat and listened to this last week, and I'm like, I don't know where he's coming on. And I know you're listening, Dean. I don't know where you come up. Do you watch these games? TCU is a, a really, really good team. And after I got off with you guys, uh, I had to do some landscaping. That's my new game now. And I was listening, and I'm like, this is going to come back to kick him in the rear because TCU – is going to go into Austin. I mean, Sarkeesian is a good coach. I mean, who's kidding who? He's good. And Ewers did look good against Alabama before he got hurt, but he's struggled since then, since that injury. Getting back to, you know, the Big Ten, I don't know. I think I think really what everybody's waiting for now is Michigan going into the big house and seeing if they can cut the cake and, you know, get to the Final Four again. Uh I, I don't know. I, I can't see it. I think that uh, Ohio State's still a dominant team. And uh, getting back to Mel Tucker's team, uh, you know, this is interesting how this is going to be. Uh, you know, he I, I didn't think they'd be bowl eligible, and today they can be. I mean, mm-hmm. six wins after what they had last year, people are definitely not real – Kip, like you said, uh, how the season's gone. But, you know, if they go to a bowl, I don't know what bowl they, they're talking about going to. I mean, uh, would it be, I don't know, Brandon, what have they said? What bowl is well, possibility? Well, uh, obviously, Quick Lane or Music City Bowl, uh, which would be in, in uh, Nashville. But think about that. Let's That's a good point. Let's get to that. So they have a chance here. Let's, you know, they win today and somehow win in Penn State next week and then win their bowl game. This season goes from looking like it was on a uh, an inev- inevitable death spiral to like three and nine to was- all of a sudden they could finish winning six of seven and get to eight and five and that totally changes the taste that's left in your mouth for the whole off season going into twenty twenty three. No, it is. I don't know what kind of style points that gets. I, I know that when I was on two weeks ago and I, I said that beyond comprehension with the tunnel gate thing i know that i had the ire and i was under like bamboo shoots underneath uh, andrew abood's fingers because he was texting me and he said this team's gonna go seven and five dog and i'm like okay you know i'm not saying saying he's wrong i mean you know but there, there's gonna be for them to win today i think they got to give a very good effort i think indiana's down i think they stink and i think michigan state should stomp a mud hole in them Next week, a little bit different. You got to go on the road. Uh, you got to play hard against Franklin's team, and it's not easy winning in Happy Valley. But I, I think that one thing we talked about last week, and, and I really read a lot about, you know, the guys that are suspended right now, and we understand whether they were baited into what happened in that tunnel. That's not for me to argue. Everybody saw it a million times. But the guys that were sitting, now have an open opportunity to play and show their wares. And guys, you know, get up. I mean, I remember Henry Bullitt telling me a long time ago, uh, the late doctor of defense, um, when, I, when I used to have Henry in the studio and we, 
and I'd tell him, you know, how did you get guys motivated? He said, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're getting dressed for a game and you're running out on that tunnel, I can't get you at more. You've got to get yourself motivated. You can't just be the coach. You can't be the coaches. You've got to get a mindset that you've got to go out and you've got to execute. And that's one thing Nick Saban always stresses. He always says, but he really stresses. You've got to do your job. You've got one specific job. You got to take care of business. Don't worry about the other guys. Take care of your stuff, and that's what uh, these guys obviously did. I mean, they've they've been on a little bit of a win. Now they haven't played super teams, but regardless, that's on their schedule. And a win is a win. I mean, if they win today, they win. They go to a bowl, and they they go to Nashville. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's so many bowl games. I mean, uh, it just it, it is what it is. And Tucker can't salvage this. But, I mean, you know, they lost recruits through that tunnel gate thing. And I don't know who he's going to bring in. I know that Thorne's, the way I understand Thorne will be there one more year. And uh, he should be better. But he has had lapses. And I don't know if, if it's because of NIL. Uh, I don't know if it's because of ego. It can't be because of practice. And he has been, I think, a little bit dinged up, too. I mean, yes. their offensive line has been spotty. And, uh you know, like I said, I can't see them lose. The last two games that you guys asked me predictions, I've been off one point on predicting how many points Michigan State would score, both of them. And, and Dean, you can mark that up in your car. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I was listening to you, and I'm like, God, he's picked up where I left off. You know, I mean, I, I, I used to be, you know, the Dean Gasser, and now you've just stepped in that role. But, again, you, when you make these comments that – uh, you know, these teams aren't, aren't good. or Hell, they're really – I mean, TCU is a very good team. Um, but they're so not a brand. A I don't it's see a them as a brand. Position. If he don't, he wasn't even their original choice. They wanted Urban Meyer real bad. And Urban Who, Meyer wanted to go to the Jaguars. Yeah. Tarkeesian was at, what, two to Texas. three years? He was the old coordinator in Tuscaloosa. Texas. He came there with a baggage, with a, a personal problem he took care of. He's a good football mind. But, I mean, that's a tough place. I mean, they, they, you know, they won a lot, you know, starting Daryl Royal and then going to the next coach and Vince Young days and everything else. So they want that stuff coming back. For TCU to go in there and hornswoggle them, uh, that was a big deal. As so, far as uh, Michigan goes, I mean, I can't see them, I can't see them losing to Illinois. I can't. That number's big far as cover and that's another story but mm-hmm. i like michigan state to cover today 10 and a half points i really do so why don't you tell us your prediction there and give us your offensive keys for today all right so i'm gonna say uh at the end i'll just start with the offensive keys brought to you by our friend jamie white and the people at the white law these are your old keys for today's contest between the msu spartans and the indiana hoosiers your old keys are brought to you by Our friends at White Law PLC, they are a full-service law firm located in Okemos, Michigan, serving clients across the state of Michigan, open 24 hours, 517 area code, 316-1195. It'll be a frigid day in Spartan Stadium with a win. They will be bowl eligible. MSU is a 10-and-a-hook point home favorite. Peyton Thorne is the cat driving this locomotive today, and he has to stay very sharp. Thorne, and these numbers I want people to listen to, Thorne has a 63.2 completion rate, 16 TDs, 9 picks. With a running game, Berger has 6 TDs. The stuff that I want you to listen to is coming up. With the receivers, Coleman also has 6 TDs, but Mosley and Reed 
will be involved if MSU is to take the Hoosiers out. Uh, MSU is 167th in scoring, 199th yard in yards per game, 121st yards passing per game, 241, 241st rushing yards per game, 142nd on third down efficiency. So that's not real electric offense this season. But with a win today, like we just said, they will be bowl eligible. The over and under is 47 and a hook. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get that, uh, the over. Mel Tucker and his team have uh, had a wild season. It's been just a roller coaster. They could right the ship with a big dub today. Although just being bowl eligible, uh, you know, it's steps backwards, the situation we just talked about. But uh, a win does get him to a bowl. Uh, the offense must play aggressive and uh, no moronic penalties. I like MSU 28-17 today. All right, you got him covering that 10 and a half then. And that's Mad Dog's take on the game brought to you by Blue Wait a minute, I want to ask you something. Yeah. i got to ask you something. All right, so yesterday, like I told you, I've been in the landscape in our house here doing stuff. So I had you on, uh, I had you on your program, and, and I, I've known you now ten years. Okay, I don't know if it's a wear off of being around. Man, you came out of the gate of your program, and man, you were like spitting napalm about the situation with Michigan. And I, I don't know if it was Dickinson that was on Barstool Sports. Yes. I didn't even hear that until you told me that. It was. You know, and Portnoy, Portnoy hates Michigan State because he's a Michigan grad from the East Coast. I mean, he'll do yeah. everything he can do. Uh, and, uh, man, I, you know, I'm going to say this. If you come out with pitchforks like that, that's a good thing. Well, I, I don't know how it reacted and people did because I had to do other stuff. But I commend you for doing that because what was said was a lot of uh, – factual things that you said and it's always been like that i mean i know when todd from lake orion used to bring it he always <laughs> used to say why does the detroit media you know give michigan a pass well a lot of the detroit media we all know those guys i mean you got to ask you got to ask solari that or charbonneau that those are the those guys work there i mean that's 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 exactly the truth uh, jim harbaugh he, didn't he break his hand i sent you guys that Slapping Jim Kelly or right. Jim Kelly in the NFL and and uh, that stuff that happened last year with Juwan Howard, I mean, was, and people were acting like that was no big deal. I'm like, right. what do you mean it wasn't a big deal? It was a very big deal. A yeah. lot of other coaches would have been fired for that, but that was just my, I guess you know, hitch on the, how you started out. Well, I, I appreciate go. you say I appreciate you saying that. Thank you, Dave. Personally, I appreciate that. that's very just, nice. You know. Bring the napalm once in a while. You're just putting stuff out there that people want to want to hear and want to say. And it isn't a Michigan-Michigan State thing. I mean, that's just, just the way that, that went down. I know that when I was there for so long and the Nassar thing came, there were a lot of Michigan fans that uh, said a lot of derogatory stuff about Michigan State and Nassar. You know, then the Anderson thing comes, and you don't hardly hear anything about that. And Jamie White mm-hmm. was... Uh, 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 an attorney, and you know that from uh, knowing Jamie, in both those sides. So, I mean, you got to play it fair on both sides, just the way it is. You know, he goes on there and predicts on Barstool Sports and predicts Michigan's going to win, and they they had their ass handed to him by Bobby Hurley. Bobby Hurley had to be... Who does that? How many... Programs can you think of where one, well, their, their team leader right is now, going on podcasts and predicting a twenty point win? I, I just I can't I think will, of that happening anywhere else. 
I don't know if Tom Izzo does this anymore, but I know one thing. He despises social media. And I know one thing. Two to five years ago, he told all his players, nobody, and I mean nobody, gets on social media during basketball season. And if you let your player go on a sports radio program, which is fine because, you know, we have them. You know, I did for a long time. Uh, there was In the beginning, they didn't want guys to come on or girls to come on. But when you're predicting yourself, you're putting yourself <laughs> right. in Joe Willie Namath's shoes and predicting yeah. a win, and that happens, that's just pure stupidity. I know. It, it's it weird. It is. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure Juwan Howard spoke to him a little bit, but, I mean, here's a guy coming from the Fab Five and what those guys did at midcourt at Michigan State when they were seniors. So right, and that, that that was the point of what I said yesterday. Like, if the Detroit media is so interested in covering a, a story like Woodward and Bernstein would about a college sports program with cultural issues, maybe do a little bit of digging on Michigan basketball because there's some smoke there. I mean, it, the thing is, we, we go back to all that stuff, uh, you know, the rivalry and everybody else. I mean, you've got to have your facts when you're talking on the radio. There's no getting around it. You can't just give your opinions. If you're going to give an opinion, you've got to have it based, and you've got to have a foundation with some solid facts. So when you bring the facts, that's like a lot of we, – we grew up. A lot of people can't handle the truth. And if it's one, you got to be fair with both sides here. And, for, and I didn't even know he did that. I mean, I've been so busy up here doing other things and say, I didn't even know he was on the Barstool Sports uh, I know. show that's doing wild. that. But Portnoy is an uh, anti-Mission State guy, and – way it is so all right you guys have a great weekend and uh stay warm up in mid-michigan we will thanks dave good to hear from you mad dogs take on the game brought to you by blue moon belgian white and we're back for our last segment of the white law plc tailgate show predictions coming up next after these words Another travel update from the 1240 WJIM Traffic Center. Next, the Mel Tucker Show is back for another season on Lansing's Big Talker 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Get up close and personal with the head coach of Michigan State football every Thursday night. Be there in person or just call in and ask the questions you want answered. The Mel Tucker Show on 1240 WJIM. Brought to you by Ameriprise Financial, Dark Bank, Doubting Industries, Incorporated, Chupin and Sons Incorporated, Blue Moon Belgian White, The Mel Tucker Show on 1240 WJIM. It's time for another game day travel update from the 1240 WJIM Traffic Center, driven by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Your last travel update, no major uh, backups or accidents or anything like that out there. Things moving pretty clear, although 496 eastbound's a little slower than normal between Waverly Road and Martin Luther King Boulevard, where that road closure is. There's still trucks out there salting the highways and the main roads, so motors be careful around uh, them. Right now, 21 degrees, fair sky, sun is trying to peek through, but there's a winter weather advisory until uh, tomorrow morning. Mainly it's blowing snow, an inch or two of accumulation, so not very much. High temperature about 25 degrees, but 15 to 20 miles an hour, gusting to 35 miles an hour. That'll be the deal. It's 22 degrees right now. Your travel update brought to you by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. This, this, this. 
This is the White Law PLLC Tellgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Today's broadcast is brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Wright Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian White. Now, let's talk to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell, from the Price Wright Auto and RV Studios. All right, we're back wrapping it up. Just a couple of minutes left here on the White Law PLLC tailgate show. So let's talk about the line here. Michigan State now laying 10.5 against a 3-7 and seven Indiana team who is officially eliminated from any postseason uh, competition. You tell me, Brock, here's how I feel. Uh, obviously, you know, Indiana's bad. So I understand yeah. why people three, three think three and seven, right? Right. Yeah. And who knows who's playing at quarterback? So many yeah. injuries. Maybe Xander Diamond. And their offensive line has been really bad. So I get why people are expecting Michigan State to you know lay the hammer today. Here's the thing, though. I'm not convinced of that, but go on. I cannot validate making Michigan State a double digit favorite over anyone. I and I know they've played well the last four weeks. They've won three out of four. It's just uh, really hard for me to lay those kind of points for Michigan State. So I expect them to win relatively comfortably toward the end, but I would say 20 I'm going to say the same score I said last week, 24-17. 24-17. I don't think it's going to be high uh, uh that high scoring. I think the wind's going to be a factor. If it's as bad as they say it's going to be gusting to 35, it won't be as bad as it was at Illinois. That was just horrible. Yeah. Uh but uh but I think it could be a factor. I think the cold could be a problem, and I just see uh, I see a lower scoring game. It's Michigan State fourteen to six. Okay, I, I could just, buy that too. A, a gut, just a gut feeling. So we both have uh, Indiana covering. That's the big yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, big there. Uh, quickly, thoughts on the college football playoff? No changes really in the top six. Yeah, I, I, I think it's the same as we were last week. Uh, what do you think about TCU laying two and a half at Baylor? Wouldn't shock me if Baylor won that game. Yeah, I took Baylor. I just feel like TCU is going to have a real hard time replicating the same get-up they had last week under the lights at Austin for a huge game. This game's at noon. Baylor's not very good. And yet Baylor has everything in the world to play for. Trap game, yeah, maybe. Yeah, TCU loses one game. It's over for them in the terms of the playoffs. So Whether it's fair or not is a separate a question. Right. But All right, one minute to go. Uh, you got sponsors. Yeah, thanks for joining us today, White Law PLLC Tailgate Show. And thanks to all our sponsors, obviously White Law PLLC, Price Right Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian White, Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac, MSU Healthcare Sports Medicine, Doubting Industries, Shoepan and Sons Recycling Industrial Services, Gravity Smokehouse, MSU Federal Credit Union, Dart Bank Mortgage Joe Sambear, Ameriprise Financial Craig Stiles, DBI We Do Office, High Caliber Carding and Entertainment, The Student Bookstore, The Nuthouse of Downtown Lansing, and Gazelle Wealth Management. Thanks for being here, folks. The White Law PLLC Tailgate Show is back live from the Price Right RV Studios one week from today, Saturday, November 26th, as MSU closes out the regular season at Penn State. Game time not yet announced, but whatever it may be, and we're expecting it to be 3.30 or 4, we'll be on the air three and a half hours before kickoff till 90 minutes before. Until then, go green. It's Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM Lansing, and Classic Rock 94.9 WMMQ East Lansing, Town Square Media Stations.